You are listening to Rubber Manet, where words do remain. Welcome to another episode of the podcast series Right the Wrongs. Every Wednesday and Saturday, Right the Wrongs raises public awareness on pressing human rights issues and creates an incubator of activism. Today, we will talk about the important refugees' issues in America. I am Luis. And I am Brendan. First, I think before diving into the situation, it will be important to define exactly what a refugee is, since nowadays people seem to have misconceptions about what it truly means to be a refugee. Absolutely. Well, according to international law, a refugee is a person outside of the country of their nationality, unable or unwilling to return to that country because of persecution or fear of persecution based on their race, religion, nationality, membership in a particular social group, or political opinion, and thus seeking refuge in another country. Alright, then what exactly is the situation in the United States, and why has it been an issue, especially for the past few years? In 2016, the US admitted nearly 85,000 refugees, a number that significantly declined since then to attain 18,000 in 2020. This is a result of the harmful immigration policies put in place by the Trump administration. Indeed, for every fiscal year, the President of the United States determines the number of refugees admitted. In 2021, the refugee limit is 15,000, which is the lowest it has ever been since the adoption of the Refugee Act of 1980. Through numerous executive orders, the Trump administration put in place travel bans and refugee suspensions, increased immigration enforcement, and cancelled temporary protected status, supposed to allow individuals coming from certain countries the right to live and work in the US for a certain time. The most famous and controversial action is the zero-tolerance policy and family separation on the border with Mexico. Under this policy, federal authorities separated children from parents with whom they entered the US. The adults were prosecuted, jailed or deported, and the children placed under the supervision of the US Department of Health and Human Services. According to the SPLC, 4,368 children were separated from their parents under this policy. The Customs and Border Protection and the Immigration and Customs Enforcement detained in centers 42,500 immigrants for unlawful entry in the US. It is in those centers that the claims for asylum are received, and it is where we find individuals in the process of being deported from America. Okay, but given the historic numbers, why is there not a greater coverage of this issue? Well, indeed, many global media have actually reported on this. However, now there are restrictions placed on the reporters and journalists that want to follow the situation more closely, and the issue has also become more highly politicized, as it presents one of the first major crises of the Biden administration after the pandemic, and several problems related to it. How has the administration justified the restrictions? Are they misused? Well, they are specific to the situation in which we are in. Despite the high rate of vaccination, public health considerations should also take place, and restrictions that are in place are mostly part of those. We should also mention that there are allegations of abuse in certain facilities, and the restrictions have a detrimental effect on the public's knowledge about the situation on the ground. Okay, what was the reaction of the Biden administration? More generally, what rhetoric does it use when talking about this situation and what measures were taken? Well, firstly, it does not present the situation as a crisis. While conservative voices try to frame it as a complete failure of the new cabinet and a redo of Trump's record, Biden downplayed the situation as it will also be a major reputation blow to his reign, just four months after taking office. 
On the question of measures, we know only about a part of them. For example, we know about the steps for provisional facilities for migrants. The Department of Health and Human Services is also trying to alleviate the pressure on the facilities by the temporary release of some people to their relatives in the US. However, that does not apply to everyone, and the situation is also complicated by the record high number of children crossing the border alone. There were also talks, not particularly verified, of pressuring Mexico and other countries into more action that would prevent such crossings. However, the situation does remain bad. With deteriorating conditions and full facilities, we cannot talk about success in this matter. So, um, you have alluded to the conditions in the centres. How dramatic are they and do we know what is the state of people that are forced to live there? Now, as we mentioned previously, um, the media and legal attorneys are not permitted to visit these facilities, but there is still circulating information on these conditions. The facilities were not designed for this number of migrants, so they are overcrowded and if past examples are meaningful, there are also limited sanitary conditions and lack of basic products from toothbrushes to soap and even showers. And there's also the question of the possible intentional abuse of migrants. All of these provide a pretty bleak picture of the basic humanity of the situation. How would you compare the migration policy of Trump and Biden administrations? Well, one of Trump's main political goals was to stem the migration from Mexico, and this was often present in America's politics during his tenure. The main slogan of his whole campaign was that of building a wall that Mexico would pay for. His administration largely tried to prevent illegal migrants from coming to the United States, but even the reaction to those who did come was drastic. It was scandalous when the world discovered that thousands of families were separated, some that could hardly be reunited again or only in inhumane conditions. The children in cages became synonymous with this approach. Trump similarly pressured other Caribbean states for greater commitments on stemming migration, and it partially worked. Now, Biden's approach is completely different and his message is more open and conciliatory, and the surge of migrants isn't accidental. They sense this message of greater openness and want to come to America in their vision of a better future. But this surge presents challenges that are hard to overcome. Ultimately, as in Trump's years in office, even now a major part of the migrants are sent back to other countries and not admitted into the United States. This questions exactly how much has changed, and if Biden would not prioritize stability over the fate of those migrants. So what is the impact on the perception of the issue as well as uh, the perception of the reaction by the Biden's administration? Well, because of the divergent views on migration, it remains highly politicized. When conservative media started to salvo of criticism, even describing these conditions in the camps as concentration camp-like conditions was pretty commonplace. This retained a high level of engagement of conservatives on this issue. Overall, I think it's a huge blow to the narrative of a different America or to its record on social issues. It weakens the position as a moral leading force and provides ammunition for criticism by countries with similar track records of abuses and the mishandling of crises. In order to lead by example, we should once again become an example of what should be followed, not an example of what should be avoided. That's the end of today's episode on refugees issues in America. Feel free to engage with us on Facebook and Instagram and join us for further discussions on our Telegram group or leave us a comment at theverbamanandpodcast at gmail.com. This episode was written by Jan and Zineb, recorded by Lois and Brennan and produced by Lois and brought to you by Rider Monks under Verbamanand. You can find the program wherever you find your podcast, bringing you details updates on pressing human rights issues. Till next time, take care!